G'day and welcome to Occupied, your fortnightly podcast for all things occupation and occupational therapy. This episode, we are doing a deep dive into the world of tattoos. Now, some of you may have tattoos, some of you may know people with tattoos, some of you may have just seen people walking down the street with them. Everyone nowadays is aware of tattoos. But how many of you have actually sat back and thought about the impact that either your tattoos are having on your clients or that your clients' tattoos may be inadvertently having on yourself? This is what we want to explore today. Enjoy. Tattoos. Once the, I guess, identifier of sailors, criminals and other unlikable foes, now really commonplace in today's society. And I think that's really interesting because it's something that has been around since the dawn of man. And it's something that a lot of people find a lot of meaning in. So why aren't we keeping up with the times and having a look at, well, what are they? Where are they from? Why do people get them? And what do they actually mean to those people that do get them? But I think we need to actually have a look at them for starters. So this, the information that I'm going to present is predominantly from an Australian context. Uh, I'll say otherwise. It was put together by the amazing Emily Cheeseman. And I find it really, really fascinating. She's found some absolutely amazing statistics and some amazing work that I want to have a look at. Some research from 2018 looked at Australians and it found that one in five admit that they have a tattoo, which is probably even a lot more than I expected to be, you know, actually have ink. Women vastly outnumber the men with tattoos. I say vastly, but on a population scale, it's really only a couple of percent difference. Um, and it's people with all ages. It's not just young people. And, you know, we can look at that and say maybe when they were starting to come into popularity, those people were then young. Uh, now they're getting on a little bit in age and a younger generation of tattooed people are coming through. And we can look at that in, in more detail. But the, as it stands two years ago, the spread was, was pretty even across, uh, you know, middle aged and young people. The interesting thing, or one of the interesting things, is that 31% of people who actually say they have tattoos also admit that they regret at least one of them, to some extent. Not necessarily the design or where it is, but it might be the the artist, um, how it's held up over time. Uh, Maybe, you know, you see those tattoo horror story shows on TV about uh, spontaneous nights out on the town that end up... uh, under a, a buzzing electric gun. Speaking of those shows, there's been a global resurgence in, in tattoos and ink. There's, it's become a, a commercial commodity more than ever before. Uh, personally enjoy those kinds of shows. One of my favorites, Ink Master, is a kind of a reality show about tattooing where tattooists go up against each other head to head, um, through a series of different challenges. Same as any other reality show, I guess, but. Uh, I find it really interesting as well as the the artistic expression and the pressure that they're under to actually do it. 
there are definitely some horror stories. Some of them don't turn out as well as you would hope, <laughs> given the now semi-permanent, previously very permanent uh, nature of tattoos. One thing we really need to remember, though, is through all this commercialization of tattooing and uh, art, tattoo art, is where it comes from. And it does have really rich and deep traditional roots in a lot of native uh, native cultures. These tattooing can be traced back to the Stone Age. It can be traced back across multiple continents and cultures. The interesting thing that I find personally is that putting ink in skin is a tradition that developed across multiple cultures and across multiple continents at the same time, presumably with very little to to no contact with each other. So this very similar art form of essentially scarification of the the skin developed simultaneously around the world, relatively simultaneously. I can't say it was to the second or anything, but back then there wasn't a lot of international travel. So that that is fascinating in itself that multiple cultures around the world worked out how to do this, this quite strange thing of putting ink and scarring the skin together at the same time generation uh, evolutionarily the interesting thing too is that back in those days when it was native cultures that were predominantly uh using tattooing as a you know whatever their culture used it for was that it was very much integrated into their social settings into their culture it was it was the norm and then we kind of went through a period where tattoos were stigmatized and in some cases even taboo. Uh, it was, you know, talked about pristine skin and not being damaging of the, the virgin skin. It was seen as a betrayal and sometimes against uh, religious deity to get tattoos at one point in time. This, this stigmatization of it is parallel to the rise of organized religion uh, and nation states which uh, had this sort of ambition to conquer and colonize the world, one could maybe extrapolate from that that the stigmatization of tattoos was due to that, given their usual, uh, usually being found in native tribes, which were often looked at as savages and that kind of thing back in the day. But then we've come right up to, say, around the 70s, and we're now seeing this resurgence of tattoos. We're also seeing this commercialization of tattoos. Uh, they're no longer for uh, cultural, or not, not all, but they're no longer just for cultural instances, uh, life transitions, and that kind of thing. They're for design, and they're for fun, and they're for collecting. They open up this whole other world to tattooing. In looking at the reasons why people might get tattooed, there's no hard and fast rule. There's no way we can say this is what tattooing means to you know, everyone today. But what we can do is we can look at, through an occupational lens, some of the reasons that have been documented in various research. One thing that has been well documented is that the body 
has somewhat become kind of, uh, what would you say? I guess it's like for constructing, uh, or, or the co-modification for people's identities. So people will change and adapt their body to fit their idyllic, uh, view of themselves, whether that's breast augmentation, teeth whitening, tummy tucks, diets, muscle, like bodybuilding, all that kind of stuff. People nowadays in a Western culture are very much modifying their body. Tattoos do fall under this. But the interesting thing with tattoos is traditionally, and I believe that even this might be changing, but traditionally tattoos have been seen differently to some of these other forms of cosmetic type body modifications because they kind of challenge the dominant ideas around beauty, which in a Western culture was that, like I said before, that idea around pure, young, and unmarked skin. This idea around modifying your body to better represent your felt identity uh, is well documented in a lot of research as well. There's one German study that looked at 500, over 500 tattooed individuals and concluded that the primary tattoos were primarily for, for these individuals, primarily a source of self-expression. There has been other studies that look at risk, uh, risky behaviors and the correlation between people with tattoos. And they have found that tattoos appear to be a marker for risk-taking behaviors in adults. This study was, it's starting to get on, it was about eight years ago now. The German study did find the risk, the risk-taking factor as well, but the predominant reason was, like I said, around self-expression. One of the interesting things about the self-expression is you, as we know, you can't control how your what you're putting out is actually taken in by other people. And one of the interesting things that I've found and wanted to explore is the impact that it might have, one, on like clients who have tattoos and the impact that might have on implicit biases that the clinicians may have, but also the other way around in that the attitudes that some consumers may have toward clinicians who have body art, etc. For example, are viewing surgeons less favorably or less competent slash trustworthy if they have tattoos. An interesting person that I found on Instagram not too long ago is Dr. Sarah Jane, who is an Australian uh, surgical doctor who is heavily tattooed, also has well, it changes, but also has quite often bright pink, purple hair as well. It has been labelled in a news report, uh, I believe it's in her Instagram profile, which is uh, roses are red underscore 23, as the world's or Australia's most tattooed doctor. Uh, and her whole thing is she is trying to fight this stigma that the self-expression that she is expressing through her, the art on her skin uh, and the color of her hair and her looks, essentially, uh, does not have any impact or any bearing on her skills or competency as 
a doctor, which is brilliant. And her account, her and her husband own a tattoo studio, and she is very much propagating this message that skills and competence uh, and the tattoos that people have on their skin are completely not related in the slightest. So if we were going to have a look at tattoos from an occupational lens or through an occupational lens, then it kind of makes sense that we might have a look at it through a Wilcock framework. So if we were going to have a look at the doing, well, first of all, what is it? Now, we'll look at it as a, a basic, on a basic level, a tattoo is sort of three different elements. There's a, it's a fixed mark on the body uh, that you insert pigment of some form under the skin. It's deliberate. It's definitely not an accidental thing. So, you know, cutting your leg while you're out in the bush, that's not a tattoo. Even if it does get some form of pigment under it, a bit different. It creates a darkening, a deliberate darkening of the skin or a, a scar, a scarification. And it can also be very, especially in modern times, the, the creativity of tattooing is something that's really starting to stand out. Now, the sheer variety of styles, traditions, motifs in tattoo design, uh, they really create almost a smorgasbord of choice for the individual who is looking to get tattooed. It can be anything from blackwork, tribal, art nova, Japanese, watercolor, pointillism, and uh, many, many more. What this means is when we're looking at a person's identity, the meaning of the tattoo can also come from the style and design that they choose. It can come from the colors that they decide to use, whether they're doing black and gray or watercolor or just bright fluoro colors or i have even seen glow-in-the-dark tattoos before the meaning when we're looking at meaning when we're looking at actually deciding to to get a tattoo there's also things like cost uh the time it takes the uncomfortableness of sitting through hours with a scratchy needle the choice of artist the choice of studio when we're looking at these contextual factors that the person has complete control over all these factors it's they can choose the artist they can choose the design the style the colors everything or in some cases they can choose to leave it up to the artist if they have faith in that tattooist's skill set but in that case, and, and all cases with a, a tattooist, trust is something that really underpins that relationship between the person who's going to tattoo something onto your skin and you who is going to wear it more than likely for the rest of your life. That's a fairly big commitment, bigger than most people have made. It doesn't always get the same consideration as some other commitment-type decisions. Uh, but that's also part of, or a variable, I guess, of the meaning and the, the decision-making process that goes into tattooing. When we have a look at and explore the, say, being and becoming aspects of tattooing, what we are really looking at is how personal the tattoos are to the individual, the emotions experienced. Becoming incorporates, I guess, a, a transformation of one's body through the process of getting these tattoos but also not just the process of actually getting it but the process of and as weird as this sounds reintegrating into their social situations 
in their social lives with this uh, modified body, for, for lack of a better term. There are people that will get tattoos in very uh, easily hidden places. For them, the meaning will be very, might be, I say will be, but might be very personal uh, and something that won't integrate well into their cultural or personal circumstances, but they still wish to get it for, uh, for a variety of other personal reasons. There's a, a whole variety of uh, meanings associated through the literature. Uh, in particular, there's there's some that look at uh, for female specific people, females specifically getting tattoos. Uh, they believe that some quite often the meaning of tattoos is an intersection of class, gender, race, culture, and age. So depending on whether the individual feels like the tattoo or the choice of tattoo or the design or even the placement of the tattoo can sort of fit within their, as stated, class, gender, race, culture, slash, age, can have a massive impact on the meaning of that tattoo to them. Uh, there's also other thematic experiences that uh, have been listed through various uh, research papers. One, and the one that I think most people could probably relate to, is the love of the aesthetic People who get tattoos love tattoos. It's like collecting art. And I've heard various heavily tattooed people explain it as exactly that. They're different tattoos by different artists, potentially different works, memories of different trips away from different countries, different methods of tattooing. Some people who get traditional um, tap tapstick tattoos versus uh, your you know, the electric gun tattoos that most people have probably seen on TV. They they're often looked at like kind of like graffiti in the way that they're they're currently being accepted more and more in an art world. They're like I said before, like one of my favorite shows on TV is about the artistry of tattooing and putting those artists in a competition against each other, which invariably puts uh, an objective measure on the art and creativity that these different artists are able to create. It's often also listed as sort of primarily ornamental. So especially in a Western society, it can be a means of building self-esteem. It can be a means of attracting attention or attention or potential partners, mates, marriage or relationships. Those sorts of things. I've, I've seen examples where people would get tattoos to cover up scars uh, would be an example of where you would get a tattoo for self-esteem. Um, I've seen, I've seen quite a few examples of people who have had mastectomies and getting tattoos, uh, either subtle or very large over the mastectomy area to not only pay tribute to, I guess, the survival, but also to sometimes in the, in some instances to, to hide the scar a little as well to make it less obvious. There are also self empowerment and protection reasons that someone may get tattoos there are examples of say thai there's examples from myanmar there's examples from north africa of traditional tattoos that provide protection protection against malevolent forces such as mother nature and other occurrences there's also as i stated earlier some traditions some cultures where tattoos are used as marking a growth marking of a milestone as an initiation or a kind of a rite of passage um whether it's from 
into adulthood or whether it's of bravery, warriors, rituals, uh, and traditions with regards to those aspects of life. It can be a coming of age, marking of life events, part of an education or a status in society. For example, um, Maori moku. We won't go into huge detail, but there are definitely instances, well-known instances, where tattoos are used punitively to either mark or brand people against their will or as a punishment. Uh, this is either obscuring a person's individuality uh, or dehumanizing them at times. Uh, examples of this include British soldiers who committed offenses such as uh, dissertation, uh, and then they were shipped off to colonies such as Australia. Uh, we also know well, well known examples such as Nazis treatment of prisoners in their camps and women in situations of sex slavery are often demeaned and diminished uh, and tattooed in order to do so. But we also from those hear stories uh, around reclaiming uh, a person's body narrative. One example is is called Survivor Ink, where they're erasing the inked marks on women who are put into sex slavery in order to reclaim their dignity and their self-esteem and to erase the the very visible memory of their experience that they've been put through from their body. And then we come to the belonging aspect of tattoos. Uh, Kay and Bruce in 2017 suggested that the belonging is experienced through connections created by tattoos. Now, what we, ha- what we can see or what we have seen is that tattoos can simultaneously support belonging as both an expression of belonging to a group So you'll quite often see military, family tattoos, tribe tattoos, cultural identities or subcultural tattoos, as well as a person's individuality. So weirdly enough, it's able to do both. And the individuality aspect is like we talked about before, being able to collect art and being a bit of a trendsetter and trying to get something that's, you know, no one else has got or no one else has seen or new styles and something that looks rad, as well as, like we said, being able to belong to uh, something bigger. It can also be a source of exclusion. There is still the stigma that tattoos indicate someone is more primitive, that they're lower class, can indicate criminality, punishment, or ownership or slavery over someone as well. The wearers, like I kind of hinted at before, the wearers go through this transition process. So they go from blending into socially to standing out visually. So they're no longer as, I guess, blending into the background as they may have previously been used to. Ultimately, tattooed people understand that their visible tattoos will receive attention but the research has shown that none of them expected the extent of of, of attention that ga- that it garnered them. The symbolism around nothing lasting forever. So, yes, it is well often stated that you know tattoos are forever, 
And while the ink itself may be a permanent fixture, the canvas upon which it is rendered, however, is not. Uh, altering skin tones, sun damage, skin elasticity, all the different things that happens to skin as we get older is also going to have an effect on any kind of tattoo that is on that skin, whether it's weight gain, weight loss, pregnancy, aging, any other kind of skin disorders. The tattoo will change over its lifetime as well. Another social aspect that's not often talked about but is documented in some research is the interactions that tattooed people have with other inked people. And it's been documented that there can often be subtleties of hierarchy and sort of posturing between people who have tattoos, comparisons of styles, comparisons of tattoo artists, size of tattoos. It's it's a different subculture in different parts of the world, as well as sort of tattoo war stories, like, you know, have you told your mum? <laughs> in the end, I think it's important for therapists to look at tattoos and people with tattoos for what they are. They are and can potentially be a deeply meaningful contextual story that the person has publicly or sometimes not on their skin. They're very individual. The meanings, the context, the various aspects that that person has gone through slash chosen in order to get that ink under their skin can either tell you a whole lot about them and what they've been through, or it could be just that they really love the art. Everyone's an individual. We need to treat them like that. It is super important that we don't make these stereotypes or perpetuate these stereotypes that tattoos mean people are lesser, that tattoos mean people are incompetent, that tattoos mean people are criminals, or that tattoos mean anything other than what the tattoo means to that individual. And I think that's important, and I think OTs are really adept at really driving home that message because I think the way we look at the world, looking at doing, being, becoming, belonging, looking at the person, their environment, uh, in their occupations, I think fits really well for us to be able to treat every individual as exactly that, as an individual. I would really, really, really love to send a massive thank you to Emily Cheeseman for pulling a ridiculous amount of research for this particular podcast. I will be putting her notes almost verbatim up in the show notes uh, with all of the references that she used. And there is a lot. If you are interested in this topic at all, definitely check out the show notes. It'll be a, a valuable resource for you when looking at anything to do with tattoos, especially around the cultural stuff and the different meanings. And she's broken it down really, really amazingly. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Emily, for, for all of your really hard work. And I really look forward to working with you again soon. 